In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was given 6 to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in May of 2022. My name is Donna Blanchard. While we recognize that Mickey is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Hello, Mickey Weems. Aloha, everybody. Aloha, my Kako. <laughs> uh, how, uh, where are your emotions at today? How are you feeling? I am excited. Ooh. Okay, well, do tell. I have such cool things to share. Awesome. How was your weekend? Should we start there? That okay. We can start. We can, yeah, see what you want. The disco report. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's have the disco report. <laughs> disco report. The disco report for today is that um, I've started making the the two nights a week thing, going out and going to the after hours on both um, Friday evening, Saturday morning, and Saturday evening, Sunday morning. I'm doing that both both now, and I'm real. I'm I'm so happy about it. Um, something came last week, early, early in the week of last week. Um, it, it was a box from Maui. Um, when I was consulting about what to do with my remains, um, a very knowledgeable person in my extended family, Hawaiian, um, discussed, we discussed about having part of my remains stay on land and part of them go to the sea. The part that's going to stay on land, I don't know if we've discussed this before, is going to be the ashes and the part that goes out to sea are my EV, the bones that are not, um, not just crumbled to dust when, during the cremation process. Those are going to be wrapped in copper. They're going to be put in a lauhala box. She recommended that I get a piece of coral to act as ballast to sink the box when it is brought to the middle of the channel um, between Maui, Molokai, and Lanai. Um, at that at, at that point of, of basically my journeying on to the next world, that would be definitely the journeying part. The part of me that stays on land will be the part of me that wants to stay and help. Mm-hmm. But um, I asked my friend Ekolu Lindsay on Maui. He's a, from an activist family on the Lahaina side. I said, um, Ekolu, um, could you send me a piece of co- uh, piece of coral? And he said, certainly. So I'm going to find one and I'll prepare it for you. So he found a piece of coral and put it in a box and sent it to me. It came last week. It was um, wrapped in tea leaves with Hawaiian salt. I've kept the tea leaves and the salt. um, And the rock has been with me, sleeping in my bed with me and Kit Kat every night since. Because I asked him, I said, what is its name? And is it male or female? He said, it will tell you. So I thought, oh, really? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, I do think that it's a he. And um, on, on, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, there should be a site where you can go to see him. Um, and I'm going to show him to you guys right now. Here he is. Oh, that's a big piece of very smooth coral. Yeah, it's a big piece of big piece of coral, uh, big piece of coral um grayish colored it looks almost like the surface of the moon to me yeah and um they get smooth like that from being battered around in the waves right i'm sure i'm sure so it rounds out its rough edges uh so um i thought okay so this this rock has a personality 
and I need to get to know him. So I thought, what better way to get to know him, but then to take him dancing. <laughs> you, so I, you took it to the disco. I took it to the disco and it weighs about nine pounds. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, we went out, we went out dancing and there I am dancing around with staff in hand and um, this rock and the other. And people must have thought I was a freak and they were right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was introducing him to my friends. And so all these little adventures occurred where I'd introduce him to somebody and they would talk to him. Uh, for, uh, for a while, I wanted to uh, go talk with some people and, and I, I left him in, in, the, in the capable hands of my friend Kat, um, who basically bonded with him. She put him in her chair because she, she was working at the club and she put him in her chair on the, on, the, on the cushion that she sat on that was reserved for him. And if anybody tried to touch him, she would say, no, you can't. She was very, very uh, stern with people about taking care of, the, taking care of this rock. Um, and yeah, like I said, they bonded. So I said, I got a name for the rock. The name of the rock is Popoki, which means cat in Hawaiian. Oh. So I named uh, him after her. Uh, not to be confused with Kit Kat. Not, yeah, yeah. So, so now and I'm, and I'm sleeping with two cats. <laughs> oh, um, my Popoki, 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 Popoki. He, um, my my navy friend Hunter, uh, put him in a backpack and was running around the club with him, which I, which just totally endeared me even more to Hunter. He's like very very <laughs> precious to me, and uh, so uh, I, I said in a post on Facebook, I said I love my friend so much it hurts. Because what what the, the kindness that they extended to Popoki and to myself, uh, the humor in which they took it and the seriousness. I mean, it was both funny, but they were also serious. They spoke with him. They weren't just like, you know, know making it a joke. They, they spoke with him like they were speaking with a person. Wow. And I really, I love that, you know, because I mean, in the tradition that he was given, the Hawaiian tradition, this is so appropriate, you know, that, that, that he is uh, a being to be treated as, an, as with respect. And because he's going to be with me, he's going to, he's going to go with me to the bottom of the sea. And yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely making friends with this guy. Wow. What an amazing story for several different reasons. Uh, first of all, you, your friend on Maui getting mm -hmm. that for you and sending it to you in such a pr precious, well-prepared way. And for you to feel this kinship um, uh, and then to take it to the club, <laughs> what amazing people <laughs> must be there. Yeah. Uh, some people kind of shied away with me when I was dancing with a rock and staff in hand. And I get it, you know, because, you know, if they didn't know me, you know, it's like kind of okay this guy may have a screw loose um and and i didn't mind but my friends they they got it I, when, when i explained it to him because i'll tell i'll tell some of them because I, I kept him in a backpack on on the first night he was out with me the second night i kept him in the backpack for the most for most of it and because because you got to think of the you got the, the more you personify an object like that the better I've, I've seen my hawaiian friends do this with objects um 
So I thought, okay, maybe he doesn't want to hang out in the club a bunch, you know, twice in a, in, in a weekend, right? Maybe he's more comfortable just kind of sleeping in the backpack. But I, I would wake him up because I would say, hey, I got somebody for you to meet. And that, and I would bring them over and say, this, this, this is, this is, and I initially in, 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 um, introduced him as Koa, as Coral, because I didn't have a name for him. And, but then uh, after naming him from um, Friday night, um, this is Popoki. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was magical. Again, <laughs> it was magical oh. and, and fun. You know, I, uh, I have noticed this. There are times in your life when you can do whatever the heck you want. We probably could do whatever the heck we want a lot more than we give ourselves uh, license to. But I've told people when you are grieving or when, when you're going through a divorce, when you're going through these uh, difficult times in your life, that's when you have license to do and be and say anything you want everybody is going to forgive you because of what you're going through. So Mickey, I'm anxious to hear what you're going to do next. <laughs> you know, um, You're recognizing uh, your license, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, also <laughs> I'm recognizing what people are giving me. Yeah. Okay. When Ecole gave me this, um, there were certain expectations of, um, an understanding of the universe that I am supposed to honor. So I try to do that, but I have to do it in a way that and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that he understands this. I have, I have to do it in a way that makes sense within my world as well. Right? Yes, this, this rock is for me a sacred being, but so is the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And the two should meet. Um, there, was, there was a person at the club who had had a bit too much to drink. And was in a real, real bad shape. Um, Hunter was with him and Popoki was on Hunter's back. So the mana of his affection for his friend is right there. And Popoki is, you know, witnessing this. And um, I'm sure absor- absorbing it the same way that he absorbed the affection and the aloha that, that Kat gave him. And that everybody that, that, that held him gave him. And some people held like, like, I remember one woman holding him and saying, this is like holding a baby. And I said, mm. yeah, <laughs> if that, if, if it brings out your maternal instincts, shine that on, on Popoki. Cause you know, that's, that's, that's the kind of mana I want him to have. You know, I, I, I want, I'm not, nobody is supposed to follow me into the sea. Okay. That's one of the, what's one of the rules of, of, of the, of the, that particular part of the ritual of my of, of, of me going to the sea is that we got to be careful that people don't go that are not strong because it could be a you know it could lure them. Mm. We don't want that to happen. So it's only a few people going to go. They're going to be strong people to make sure that when they let me go, that's not going to be a spot of pilgrimage. That's the, that's my point of departure. Um, so. You know, if if, you, if, if if people want to visit me, they'll have to visit this secret location where my ashes will be. So, um, but that doesn't mean that they can't bring their aloha. Mm. You know, that that can't accompany me to the sea. So, um, yeah. Let's... This, guy's, this guy's got it. And now he's picking up on the aloha that you all are giving him. Absolutely. Yeah, Popoki, this is Donna. <laughs> aloha. Popoki, this is this is Susan. Aloha. <laughs> and Popoki, this is James. Hi, Popoki. Nice to meet you. 
See, I, and, and, and he's absorbing that too. I have no doubt. That's amazing. I, I'm I'm thinking about anyone listening who is not familiar with some of these Hawaiian words. Mana is yeah. your your spirit. Is that correct? Um, it means all kinds of things. So I want to be careful. I'm going to give a short definition, which is incomplete. Just to realize that, okay, because mana is a, is a huge word that covers like acres. Um, but short and sweet, mana is spiritual force. Spiritual force. Okay. Yep. Spiritual and, force, spiritual authority. Um, yeah. Uh, and the only other one I can think of that people may not be aware of is a lauhala box. That's a okay. porous box. Yeah. No, lauhala is... Um, it's a plant. It's a tree that grows here. And it's got spiky leaves, long spiky leaves, and people from all over, all over Wananui, um, all over po- Polynesia, um, they use it to to weave. They weave it into baskets, into hats, into mats. Um, and there's a lauhala box that's been prepared for me, um, as well as kapa, and kapa is bark cloth that Hawaiians make through pounding um, bark cloth until it becomes like very, very soft. Um, that's, that's also that, that my EV, my bones will be in that. So it'll be wrapped in kapa, put into the lauhala box. Um, Popoki will be attached to it. It will be taken out mid channel and, and sunk in, and sunk there as a, as like I said, a departure point. So I can start seeing the universe. Who's actually going to pack up that box? Noel. Okay. Very dear friend of yours since. Right. My dear friend. You my, yeah, my dear friend, Ralph, who has a boat on Maui, is going to take me out to that channel. And that's the same channel I was lost at sea. Yeah, that's uh, so fitting. Mm-hmm. So um, when Ekolu found the piece of coral, he, I'm pretty sure he found it Lahaina side. And that would be the side facing where I got lost at sea. So that's even, you know, it's, it's, it's all fitting together pretty nice. Oh, it is. Well, that's amazing. And I'm very happy to meet Popoki. <laughs> but while we're, um, while we're on this subject, while we're uh, at, at those, in those days to come, can you talk a little bit about your death doula? Okay. My death doula, her name is Joy. And she has had experience helping people um, transition, as they say. Um, She knows the medication. She knows how to mix it. She knows the proper protocol to prepare me to take the medication. She knows exactly what's going to happen. And she'll be there to to make sure everything goes smoothly. And I trust her 100%. Oh, wonderful. Did you know her before? No. So is this doctor recommended? How did you find her? Um, there is something called MAID, medical, what is it? medical Aid in Dying or Assistance in Dying, which is a program that Hawaii has that allows people to, uh, if they have terminal disease, they can, they can take their lives whenever they choose. I uh, signed up for that, went through the psychological evaluation, was approved for it, and I've got the medication. That's what we saw in, in the blue bag before. Um, Joy was uh, the person who reached out to me and said, if you need help, I'm, I'm, I'm a doula. I can help you do this, which I think is an interesting word because it's also used for like giving birth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, does one pay a death doula? No. Uh, she does her work for free. Um, wow. And I think the name is so goth. Death doula. I know. <laughs> it's like a name of a band. Yeah. A so, goth metal band. Yeah. Me and my friend Chris were talking about it. And so we came out, okay, that, that, that if Death Doula were a group, their very first album would be Till Death Doula's Part. <laughs> oh, man. So y- you, um, y- you will not use the blue bag without joy there. Right. I want to make sure it's done right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. It's a very important thing that you'll be doing. Mm-hmm. And you have, so Joy is going to be there at the beach where you talked about how that's going to be laid out. There's some other people who will be there with you. Right. Uh, however, that's going to play out. Joy will be there. Um, what else? Um, yeah, that's, this Joy will be there. Is, uh, do you get the feeling that you call Joy and say we're gonna we're gonna do this? That she's going to ask you questions to be help you be sure, or is she just gonna say yes? She and I have a great relationship. I I don't think she's gonna say anything except sure I'll be there, uh, and I'll try to give her enough time. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna try to give everybody a month. You know, inshallah. So that, you know, people can get ready, uh, you know, to people can, you know, arrange their plans for it. And I will arrange. That's the cool thing about it. I will arrange for that day to happen on a day that's convenient for the people I love. Mm -hmm. So so this sounds kind of weird, like, you know, um, (laughs) check your calendar. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, Send out a doodle poll to make sure that (laughs) that mm -hmm, it works. Well, Hunter, the uh, the guy running around with the backpack with um, um, Popoki in it, the Navy guy. After that, he and I sat and had some really serious conversations, and we bonded. We bonded really, really close. I, I, I called it a soul bonding. And I, I have tremendous love for that man. Then he says, oh, by the way, I'm deploying to Japan in two weeks. Hmm. I went, What? <laughs> We did this bonding and you're bailing in two weeks. Urgh! But then I thought, okay, if, if he had told me that before we bonded, would I still have done it? And yeah. So, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. So what this means, he's going to, he'll be back here. He's coming back to Hawaii from Japan on December 13th, which means, uh, well, I guess I got to stick around till December. Oh, what the <laughs> hell? Sure, sure thing, dude. Um, <laughs> if you must. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that, that's that it, it is. The universe is conspiring for me to live longer. And part of me is frustrated by that. And part of me is not unhappy about that because maybe I can get some things done. Yeah. You know, and it's part of that deal, part of that bargain I made with the universe. How, how um, you, you said when, before we were recording today, I said, mm-hmm. how are you? You said, I'm having the time of my life. Let, let's hear uh, about that now that I'm recording. Okay. So yes, the fatigue is increasing. Um, 
pain levels don't go away entirely, uh, but they're not bad. It's, it's not like it was this time last year. So, um, and that's what, what do you attribute that to? The good and ex, the, the excellent care I'm getting from my radiologist uh -huh. and from my oncologist. They're they're giving me their best. Um, yeah. Even though they're still frustrated because I'm not doing chemo and I'm not doing hormonal. Um, but what they're doing is working. So I told Dr. Okazaki everything. Yeah. Uh, last time, because I met with him Friday, I told him I was partying. I told him I was lifting six times a week. And he said, how does that make you feel? How does the partying make you feel? You know, when you're running around intoxicated. And I said, I, I feel actually, I feel less pain. It, it, it's, it's like a reprieve. So he said, then, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to keep lifting and you need to go out. I love this doctor. Yeah. So doctor's orders. I got, I got to go out to the club you know, twice a week. <laughs> nice. And I have confidence that if you, just like you called me and said, here I am, how do we help people? I have confidence that you're going to find other people like me who something's going to come up and they'll say the equivalent of podcast or what you know <laughs> and they'll keep rising up to meet you um with the people who are in my life right now especially you three i really don't need anybody else if they do that's that's awesome but you guys are you guys are my rock you guys are my strength uh, yeah. so yeah you you do not understand how much you help me uh, that you don't, I don't think you understand how much you're helping us too. Uh, uh -huh. I, I, I hope you can feel some of it. Um, the, these conversations are otherworldly. And I mean that literally, but I, <laughs> people don't normally sit around and talk about this sort of thing. Instead, when the subject does come up, we feel fear or paralysis mm -hmm. and we avoid. So thank you for bringing us into this conversation and letting us be a part of it. I know I'm, I'm speaking for James and Susan when I say that they, they can always speak for themselves as well as they, they, they would like to pop in. I, I, oh, we're, we're wrapping up uh, this man. These go so quickly too, Mickey. I really appreciate your time and how candid you always are with these. Any last words of advice you'd like to give us? <laughs> um, wait till you hear what we talk about for the next one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ah, now I can hardly wait. All right, we're it, gonna sign it, it up. It is not otherworldly. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, we can deal with that too. Thank you, Mickey. Sure. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member. Music generously donated by Kainani Kahaunaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale. We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying. <laughs>